What's good, everyone? It is Monday, February 8th, 2021, and welcome back to Two and a Half Hoopers, Rudy Fernandez's favorite basketball podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Leon. With me, I have Josh Rhodes. What's up, guys? And George Martin. Hello, everyone. Uh, to everyone listening, we're happy to have you on. Also, remember to check us out on YouTube if you haven't. On tonight's episode, we're going to be catching up to speed on all the games went down the past couple of days. Uh, we'll see what our social media guru, George, has found on the world of NBA news. And to top it off, we're going to uh, see which version of LeBron has been best. Uh, there's 18 of them. But we, we picked out a few, uh, thanks to Dwayne Wade and LeBron and Dwayne Wade and Draymond's uh, comments. Uh, but first, if you like what you hear, be sure to follow our socials, all at TH Hoopers. We make it a habit here on the pod to sit aside some time towards the end of every episode to answer your guys' comments, questions, or just chat, chat some of you guys out for being an OG. So if you're interested in that, go ahead and follow at TH Hoopers. All right, let's get it started. Uh, Friday started off with a match between the Pelicans and the Pacers in Indiana. And the Pelicans came out with the close win, 114-113. Uh, Brennan Ingram dropped a cool 30, but of course the spotlight was stolen by Zion, as it always is, uh, as he eclipsed the 1,000 points mark in uh, this game. Tough loss for Indiana, Sabonis finally had a bad game, shooting uh, 3 for 13 from the field. Uh, Josh, what did you see in this one? It's a big win for the Pelicans, who've been lacking consistency, but it looks like they've kind of found a track that works for them. Ingram's their leading scorer, Lonzo. Kind of put up a surprising 20. Zion only had 18. They had six players in double digits. Steven Adams had a double-double. They were kind of just firing on all cylinders. Zion played a very good defensive game against Sabonis, who is higher than average in offensive skill set, in my opinion, in the league. So interesting to see him shoot only 23%, even though his numbers don't look as bad if you just look at the point totals. But very big, very big win for the Pelicans. A little bit of a slip-up for the Pacers and that kind of trends into the weekend, but yeah, this was kind of a sign of things to come for the rest of the weekend, but we'll get to that. And then before I get to George for any of the other cons of this game, I saw you raise your eyebrows when I said Zion's still in the spotlight. He's not a better player as far as Ingram, but the media oh, no, 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 without a doubt. So, no, but yeah. it's just that like, I wanted to get I've that seen, out there. Seen so many like memes about people just, how NBA has kind of just dropped Zion like in Toy Story where Andy's like, I don't want to play with him anymore. <laughs> and then he they take LaMelo. I mean, Zion's gone from this super overrated, over-talked, over-hyped player to kind of just under the radar. He's putting up some very good numbers. I feel like this is a lot of – that happens with a lot of young players. They'll come out the gate and put up like average numbers and then they'll kind of get forgotten about, so – uh, George, anything to add for a uh, Not really because Josh went step-by-step step through this game, but I guess the one thing I'll talk about is uh, Lonzo because he's been one of my favorite players since we originally drafted him, the Lakers. Um, BBB. He's looked a lot more confident in his stretch that he's been playing a lot better, five for nine from three in this game specifically. He's He looks like he has that confidence from UCLA that I watched nightly, UCLA though that everyone talked about who he needed to be coming out of the draft. So hopefully that's a trend of things to come, but that's all I got. Uh, as far as uh, Zoe, because yeah, you, you watched him at UCLA, um, is confidence all he needs or is there something he has to add to his game? Because the uh, confidence will come, it'll probably give him what, uh, more cons with the ball, I guess, driving and then also shooting more? The, the confidence, I mean, um, by confidence, is more like aggressiveness because he gets really complacent in games. Like he doesn't, he doesn't uh, look to attack. He kind of just tries to set his teammates up, and some, and sometimes that just hurts their offense overall. True. Yeah. One thing we'll say to that, to I guess answer my own question, guys thought of this. I think the only thing he needs to really add is a uh, something inside the three point line that's not a layup. A, a mid yeah. help him a lot because yeah. he pump fakes in the three, um, and then he gets into it and he has to find a teammate. Even at UCLA, he didn't he didn't really have that. He had like a weird floater game he tried, but it really didn't work and it didn't transition. Yeah, but yeah, good game uh, for the Pelicans here in their their youth movement. We talked in that last pod. Uh, what we think of them? I think we all said no play in tournament. I I said over Dallas that they had a better shot. I also said that, but I don't have either of them in it. <laughs> well, fair enough. All right, enough Pelicans basketball. Let's move on to Magic basketball. Uh, Nikola Vucevic reached all the way in his bag and put up like one of the greatest performances we've seen this season. Uh, 43 and 19, and a, and a uh, uh, 119, 123. Free my guy, Nicola. 
the uh, the Bulls once again had a comeback fall short due to a pair of clutch free throws by Vucevic. Free him. He everyone <laughs> they're just hurt. And they won the he's game. Just, he's barely. just gonna get out of there. Well, we'll get to the uh, the baseball style series of uh, Magic versus Bulls a little later. But yeah, they did win this one. Uh, moving on, extremely weird game out in Brooklyn as the Nets and Raptors matched up. I'll read some stats from this game, and then I'll let you elaborate more on the game. But the Raptors starters played uh, heavy minutes as they only had nine players in the game. But we're still able to stay efficient because they're playing the Nets, shooting uh, 50% from the ga- for the game. No uh, Nets players scored over 20, which is odd because both Kyrie and Harden played over 35. Uh, but someone who didn't play heavy minutes was uh, Kevin Durant. And I'll let George go ahead and fill you guys in on this one. So, yeah, coming into the game, um, there were reports saying that he was going to miss the start of the game to, due to health and safety protocols because apparently he was a re- around someone who tested positive and he had been with him for a few days. And then all of a sudden, second quarter, he comes in, starts hooping, and he eventually gets pulled in the second half. for. Uh, and then when they announced it, it was health and safety protocols, and that was it. Nobody really told us anything. He was just un- unable to play the rest of the game due to the league uh, stuff. Just really weird that um, if they knew that he was uh, around someone who was positive, why even – because the NBA has been harping on uh, being safe rather than sorry. So I, I just didn't get why they let him come in. And then at that point, I mean, it's just a bad look to take him out. I'm not saying I'm not saying they should have left him in and let him play it if he was potentially exposed, but it's just a weird look to me. Well, uh, this this was – not the second strike, but the second weird instance for the NBA. Because, like you said, they're being more safe than sorry. But uh, uh, I think it might have been a month ago. It was at the beginning of the Heat's COVID problems. Tyler Hero started the game. At halftime, they're like, oh, he, he was in close contact. And then he played the rest of the game, and then it came with like, okay, he's got a quarantine now. Like, they didn't pull him at halftime when they knew. So, so I mean, at one point, I think logically, he's already – been with everyone he, he would have been in the first and the second half so it doesn't make a huge difference but also you got to follow your own rules like if you're going to be that strict you got to like if someone you found that someone's tested you got to put them away but josh what do you think it is uh siakam took full advantage of no kevin durant oh yeah that's about that's about it <laughs> yeah um yeah like i said they only had nine and katie i believe is their tallest player he's seven feet doesn't feel like he's seven feet because he's so skinny, but he's their tallest player. So, yeah, what DeAndre Jordan and then Jeff Green, Uncle Jordan JG, baby, horri- horrible. But I mean, if if you if it wanted to happen against anyone, the Raptors don't have a plethora of big men that I think the Nets were scared of. But like you said, mm-hmm. Siakam finally uh, came through in this one. Moving on, uh, Milwaukee used a huge uh, fourth quarter to put away the stingy Cavs, one twenty three, one hundred five. Giannis did Giannis things, leading the Bucks in uh, points and rebounds. Cavs had a tough time, though, getting anything going because of the Bucks. D, pause, uh, didn't have the score over 20. Uh, didn't have anyone score over 20. We'll get to the Bucks-Cavs part two a little later as they played a baseball-style series this weekend. But uh, that was really – it was a pretty cut-and-dry game for the Bucks. High-scoring marathon out in Buzz City as the Utah Jazz spoiled Lamelo's big game, beat the Hornets 138-121. Uh, Bojan led the Jazz in scoring with 31. But uh, like I mentioned, all as Romelo as he scored – 34 and 8 assists on good shooting in his third start of the season. The Heat got a much needed win, blowing out the Wizards 95 112. To get revenge in the game, they played Wednesday. This game wasn't close to the halftime, and then Kendrick now had a great game uh, off the bench, scoring 25. What I most noticed from this game, though, uh, is Bradley Beal shooting 1 for 14 from the field. Uh, we're not used to seeing Bradley Beal performances like that, but um, that caused the Wizards to shoot as a whole. 37%. And you know the Wizards aren't going to win a game if they have to rely on their defense. So it was a, uh, they didn't really have a chance when the, once people came out shooting like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, T Wolves exercised their uh, clutch time demons, winning a tight one against OKC 106 103 after losing a uh, previous close game, I believe, to the Spurs. Um, no SGA for the Thunder. It's so not the prettiest basketball is being played on either side. Uh, but once again, Malik Beasley was a uh, ghost scoring option for the Wolves, having 24 in this one. Uh, just real quick, I didn't preview us on this, but. Uh, who do you think will be the last place team in the West? Because this was kind of battle of the bottom feeders. Uh, OKC is kind of slipping in the standings without SGA. Well, it depends on how long Cat's out. If Cat's out for a longer period of time, they're going to stay at the bottom. But, you know, maybe they make a push for like a few wins, get like 13th at the end with Cat. I don't know. George? Yeah, for right now, it's probably the 
either of these teams, everyone else in front of them is looking impressive. But but like Josh said, it's contingent on if uh, Cat comes back or not anytime soon. Uh, So, yeah, as of uh, Monday, February 8th, it goes uh, Minnesota at 15, Dallas at 14, and then OKC at 13, uh, tied with the Pelicans. So it's those bottom four that are kind of – but, I mean – I don't think I could see the Mavs being in that conversation, but sheesh, I don't know. It, Too much firepower. We're almost. Don't want to think about it. We're all, we're a third through the season. Like this is enough of a sample size. We can say the Mavs aren't like. If this is the well, best we get, I won't be shocked. Well, we haven't had a full KP. I mean, we don't know, but yeah. He's been he's been playing and he's been scoring, and they just can't do anything. They still are losing games, but uh, I'm sure we'll get to that later. Uh, not a very close one in the Pistons for Sun game as the Suns had to lead. As the Suns had the lead in the last three quarters in one, uh, 92-109. Jeremy Grant was the Pistons' leading scorer. Uh, Chris Buffler with a triple-double. And the Suns won the assist battle. Very normal game out in uh, Arizona. Uh, the night cap marking matchup of the night didn't disappoint as Kemba Walker and the Beantown boys beat the Clips 115-119. Uh, lots to talk about here. I know our resident Clippers hater, George, uh, is phoning oh, up to ask me so I can ask him what he saw from this game. But uh, first, some housekeeping. Uh, like I mentioned, Kemba... Uh, had what most would call his best game of the season, putting up 24 points while the Clippers were without Pat Bev. Uh, Kawhi and Tatum picked up the slack for their respective teams as they were both missing their partner in crime. Jalen Brown for the Celtics and Paul George for the Clippers. Uh, so now I'll take it to you. Uh, I guess I'll leave with Josh to get some fair insight about this game. I, I don't hate on them on this pod, you man. Ha- <laughs> um, uh, actually, fun fact, George hates both of these teams for different does, reasons. Okay, well, but, they are kind of our rivals in a sense, but go on. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So nothing for me to go on with. Uh, I guess I'll just leave it here. What did you see specifically, and uh, do you put a lot of weight in it since both teams are missing key pieces? No, I don't really. It's nice to see the Tatum-Kawhi matchup. That was really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And... We'll see this throughout the weekend with the Boston games. I don't know if there's another game that we talk about in depth, but Daniel Tice is not playing a lot of minutes and they're kind of throwing Grant Williams in there. We'll get into that, I guess, a bit later, but nothing really. I mean, Kemba Walker's best game is still under 50%. That's kind of concerning, but no Jalen Brown, no Marcus Smart. Honestly, it's more of an impressive win for Boston than uh, anything. George. Um, Kemba Walker had a nice bounce back performance. I believe he made the go ahead bucket. It came off a steal. Um, Nick Batum threw a kind of a bad pass and Kemba got it and hit a, hit a midi that he missed against us in that game. Um, no Kawhi or sorry, no PG, no, uh, JB, I believe. Yeah. Jason Tatum though, 34 with Kawhi guarding him a majority of the game. Very impressive by him. He's, been incredible ever since coming back from uh, having COVID. So yeah, that's about it. Yeah, good stuff, guys. Uh, only thing I'd really mention, and I'm more of a Kemba Walker believer than most because I hitched my wagon to him in the bubble when he was kind of stinking it up. But I, I'm kind of gonna go on on here. The social media was like, oh, this like Kemba's back. Cardiac Kemba's back. Nine for nineteen. Uh, not it's not a great. It's not a good. Not a good game. That's it's why I uh, I worded it as his best game of the season so far. Yeah. Um, but I'm still not content with this. Um, I don't. Maybe I, I didn't catch the game in full. So maybe he's doing a lot of stuff uh, like off bond stuff. But I I don't see <laughs> 32 minutes. Five uh, eleven. Kemba Walker playing defense without without Pat Bev. I mean, I would expect a lot more. But I think he had like Lou Will on him most of the game. That's kind of yeah. See, that's that's not unacceptable. Great. You can't yeah. But yeah, overall, I think he'll bounce back. But it's we're not. Well, I I should say we'll come back fully to what we were expect from injury. But it's been like I think eleven games now. Like yeah, this the is, window the window's closing oh so slowly for me. It's closed, but you know. <laughs> I, I I still believe in him, but I'm not happy with this game. Yeah. Uh, so that was all Friday. I will now lead it to George. He's gonna take over uh, host right. for Saturday. All right, I bear kinda, with me. I was, I was pretty busy this weekend, Super Bowl, Super Bowl Super, Sunday. Super Bowl weekend, no, no worries. But, um, right. Luckily, George is in Wisconsin where there's nothing there. I don't think they even get, think they get cable to watch Super Bowl. So he was able to cover you Saturday. You have to stay up me. really late to watch these games, guys. It is currently almost 1 a.m. and I am doing host duty, so please bear um, with me. I know uh, it starts off with the Knicks and Blazers. Tell us about that. Yeah, so fairly early game in the Garden, about a uh, noon start, central time. 
Damian Lillard had 24, 9, and 4. Julius Randle continuing his should-be all-star season with 22 and 11. Uh, Knicks were fairly in control all of uh, the quarters. They won every quarter, actually, besides the first. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess that's about it for that one, really. Um, I will add uh, no CJ or Nurk for Blazers. Yeah, they haven't had them for a while. Um, yeah, so moving on. Gary Trent actually had 19 points, a good game for him. So moving on, Kings Nuggets, where Nikola Jokic um, must have had a lot of uh, coke before the game because he dropped a career high 58 and 12. Coke, but Coca Cola, Coca Cola, yes. <laughs> albeit, I can't grab the can because I lost. Albeit in a losing effort, Harrison Barnes stringing together a impressive last 10 games, <laughs> having 28 seven and four. Uh, Sidetrack, do you guys think a contender should be looking into Harrison Barnes? I know the contract's a little bit skeptical, but, I mean, he's been – I saw something on Twitter. His last 10 games have been very, very good, to say the least. I don't think the uh, Kings are going to pick up the phone. They're ninth seed. They're, it's working for them. They're, they're going to try and go all in with this roster. And uh, Marvin Bagley continuing his poor performance, three points, one of six shooting in 18 minutes. I was pissed. <laughs> Somehow still in the starting lineup. Don't know what Luke's doing out there, but they've been hooping lately, so doesn't really matter. Moving on, uh, second game of the baseball series, Bulls Magic. Bulls win 118 to 92. Zach Levine having a very impressive 39-7 and 4. And uh Josh's fl- uh Josh's favorite magic player, Mo Bamba, <laughs> led them in scoring with 14 and 7. That's why they no. lost. He's finally getting minutes. Finally. That's why they lost. It only right took there. nine injuries. <laughs> not much. Not much to see in this game. Uh, Cole Anthony, Josh's hated player, did not have that good of a game. And Dwayne thought, Bacon was in the starting lineup. Well, I thought Vucevic still led them in scoring. Yeah, Vucevic led them in scoring with uh, seventeen. No bomb at fourteen and twelve in, in 12, twelve minutes. minutes so only that's the shot on the dot. A very, very interesting stat that I want to portray to you, too. Nikola Vucevic was a minus 41 in this game. There's nothing he can do. That's because he's in the starting like lineup. a plus eight, I bet. I bet. Uh, Mo Bamba was a plus five. Very close. Yep. Mm-hmm. You want to know why and, that happened? I believe he's on the floor for the second and third quarter <laughs> when they got outscored by 18 and 13, respectively. <laughs> Seven and eight shooting from Sheck West song. I'll say that. Uh, moving on here, Raptors Hawks. Uh, Chris Boucher, twenty nine um, and ten. Huh? We're still gonna cover Sixers Nets, right? Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna get to okay. that after. Okay. I'm, I'm going through the less important games. Chris Boucher led the shout out Hawks fans. <laughs> led the Raptors twenty nine <laughs> to ten. Clint Capella had 23-16, four blocks for him. Um, just running mm-hmm. through the stats here to see if I see anything worthwhile. Uh, Kyle Lowry. <laughs> Almost 40 minutes, nine points. Uh, Freddie V, I don't know if he had another kid, but he had 25 and 10. Chris Boucher, 33 minutes off the bench there, and then nothing much else from this game. 33 minutes, 29 and 10. I, 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 said that. I, said he, okay. I said he led the team. Yeah, I said that originally. That's, that's why they lost, too. Chris Boucher, not the offensive guy, but continue. All right, so backtracking to Lehman's point, where we were going with this, um, Sixers-Nets was supposed to be a really, really good Saturday primetime game. Looking at this would have been the first time they would have played with since the Harden trade, but no Kyrie, no KD. Tobias Harris, the Sixers' second all-star, potentially, had 21-12-6. James Harden, who leads the league in assists, had 26-8-10. and 10. Um, this game was really lost in the third quarter. It was uh, close to tied at halftime. Sixers outscored the Nets 43-30. to 30. So I know we were looking forward to this before. Um, you guys have any takeaways? I know there was no Kyrie, KD, so not much to see here, really. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I speak for Josh, too, but nothing to add here. No Kyrie, KD. Mm, I do. Uh, All right, take it away. Who is guarding Joel Embiid in the playoffs, man? I mean, you, you know, I ain't got the Nets win. Obviously, they're gonna try and outscore the Sixers, but thirty-three points is con- con- <laughs> that's a lot of points. Uh, Shake Milton, another good game, kind of under the radar for six man of the year, but no, Philly played a good game. Nets low bodies, you know, 
it's kind of an expected outcome. Anything else, Lehman? Uh, no, I do believe uh, Iman Shumpert is expected to join them this week, though. The second um, I haven't actually heard much on that, but uh, yeah, I'm, impact. I'm imagining it's uh, it's soon here. That's that's uh, a so walking thirty points. They cannot no wait for him to get. <laughs> then they could take James Harden off the their best guard player. <laughs> okay, so the another baseball style series, Milwaukee Bucks handled the Cleveland Cavaliers one twenty four ninety nine. Giannis led them. Uh, 24 and 11. Here's a stat that uh, stood out to me when I was looking at seven for 11 from the line. He's been had some really, really bad shooting games. So from the line. So if they can get that to continue, that would help. And uh, Bobby big eye Portis plus 28 overall. So that stood out to me. They're for the not Cavs. big. They're crazy. <laughs> big crazy <laughs> eyes. Thank you for the adjectives. Um, for the Cavs, Andre Drummond, 28 and 11, which is interesting because they have the deep point on the other side. No, I'm kidding. Uh, nothing else really. Larry Nance, four points, but you know, he did get hurt after this game and he will be out for a, a while. Um, Jared Allen, minus 26, plus minus. So nothing more from that. Moving on as I scroll down this broken computer. Um, Spurs beat the Rockets 111-106. DeMar DeRozan who one of you advocated for being an all-star. I don't remember if it was Jacob or Josh had 38 and Not seven. Me. It's, it's and me. It was Lehman. It DeMar DeRozan 30 it's and seven. Me. He doesn't it's miss me, uh, 38 and seven rockets without Christian Wood. Uh, we got a prognosis back. He's going to be week to week, which is a little bit better than what we originally thought. Josh thought he would have been out for like a month and a half the way he we thought his career was over. Yeah. He <laughs> called me out for saying, Oh, it was just an ankle sprain. Eric Gordon, Just wait. seven and two, uh, basically their best shooter on their team. Nothing much to add here. Just a Texas style series. No one really cares about outside of that state. Boogie started, and hey, a lot yeehaw. of people actually, a lot of people actually care about this series because these two teams are fighting for playoff position. So they're both five hundred practically. I I would not be surprised in the uh, playing tournament. And that'd be good for controlling COVID. They don't got to travel. They just have to stay in Texas. Texas don't believe in COVID, man. It is open as hell there. Uh, moving on to another baseball-style series because the NBA cannot get enough of this. No, I'm just kidding because of the COVID stuff. Thunder beat the Timberwolves 120-118, get revenge. Uh, 43 points in the opening quarter. And Darius Baisley uh, made the game winner to go on and win. Nas Reed stepped up in Carl Anthony Towns' continued options with 29-6-2. SGA putting together a uh, all-star caliber season, 31-9-7, which I have recommended him making the all-star game. Uh, Pelicans, Grizzlies, Pelicans win 118-109. Uh, JV back 23-7-2. BI 27-12-3. Another impressive performance. Relatively, I believe Zion had a, I think Zion, I don't know. I'm not sure if he had a good Zion had 29. 29, yes. My computer, is, my computer is freezing. This is not good. I am just trying to see the stats. I'll go ahead and uh, uh, fill them in yeah, for yeah. the rest of it. Uh, Memphis, again, they uh, this thing where they play every single player on their squad between 20 and 25 minutes a game. I don't know if it's because they're COVID scare at the beginning of the year, but they're just trying to make sure they're a pretty deep team. Uh, but other than that, no just another Jaren good win Jackson. for the Pelicans. What was that? No Jaron Jackson. Uh, he's been out yeah, for a while. He's been he's been out all year. He um he's ramping up activity with his knee. He had meniscus surgery after the bubble. He got hurt in the bubble actually. That's good news. Cause yeah, they're they're 500 ball without him. Uh, he's their second best player uh, in a lot of people's eyes. So he also he also especially helped the defense and stop the Pelicans from dropping 118 on you. Uh, so other than that though, uh, what was the next thing you want to talk about, George? All right, the Saturday night prime time show. I wa- got to watch this game and it was a treat. Steph Curry had a masterclass 57.5 assist game, but he was outshadowed unfortunately by Luka Doncic who had a career night, 42 points, 7 rebounds, 11 assists. Um this game was highlighted by one thing and unfortunately it was no defense, kind of looked like an all-star game out there. Uh Draymond, no defense, very fun. Fortunately, yeah, some of us here like defense, i.e. me. Uh, Draymond had a really, really, really interesting stat. And if I could – do you want to read out the stat, Lehman? Do you have it? Uh, Actually, I, 15 I assists? 
I got it right here. Two points, 15 assists, six steals, four blocks. Just doing absolutely everything besides zero scoring, field goals. They don't need him. Two free throws. <laughs> two, two for two from the line, yes. <laughs> He's just doing everything else besides scoring, which they don't need him to do. Andrew Wiggins had an impressive game, 22 points on 9 of 12 shooting. He's looked really, really comfortable lately as he's getting more acclimated, acclimated working around Steph Curry. Kelly Oubre, after having a 40-point game, fell back down to earth, 14 points on 5 of 16 shooting, which is – see, I call him out one game, and then he goes, back, he goes off, and then he goes back down. He's going to block us, man. Can you stop? <laughs> he don't listen to our pods. I anyway. want to have Steph on. <laughs> <laughs> so was there anything you guys noticed from this game? Oh, floor is open for you too. Still no big men for the Warriors. So uh 2K uh play now legend Ascano Anderson, number 95. Uh, he's a creative player in 2K20. Uh he was the leading rebounder with 10 as their small forward. It looks like yet yeah, they listed uh well he's actually small for the list as power forward. Draymond was center against Chris if I'm not mistaken, that's 6-5 against 7-3. And the Mavericks win by two. Because Makes they, a difference. I, uh, I was watching the broadcast uh, for a little bit, and I hopped in. And there was like an interview with Draymond or something like that. And he was like, he gets more pleasure from like every time he sets a screen or gets an assist to Curry than scoring. And it showed. Because I think a good amount of assists were to Curry. Uh, but yeah, good game for Curry. Uh, bad game for really everyone else. Wiggins, though, 22 points on 12 shots. Only missed three. Uh, but he was the played the least amount of minutes in their starting lineup, which was odd. Uh, Josh, what else do you got from this? Uh, well, the game's kind of been dissected a little bit already. <laughs> but uh, you get to the point where you're like, they only won by two. Well, you know, Steph Curry had 57. So, I mean, <laughs> there's, there's your kind of counter for that. But a big thing for Dallas – is they had six players in double digits and we've kind of harped on the fact that they need other players to really step up and Kleber, Finney Smith, Porzingis, Richardson, Tim Hardaway, even though it wasn't on good shooting percentage, all scored over 10 points. And that's kind of the help that Luca needs, especially when they just have open shots and everyone's kind of harassing Luca in the half court. So very good thing to look at for Dallas, but again, too close for, for them. Well, I'll say, and I'm, I like Luca more than more than the next guy. I was a big believer in him, but you say, oh, they only won by two, but like Steph had fifty-seven. What are you gonna do when Steph has fifty-seven? You normally take away the other players too. But Bazemore off the bench in twenty-three minutes, twenty points. Uh, Wiggins in the starting lap, twenty-two points as well. So you're getting beat by Curry, but also these other guys. And when you score one thirty-four, you've got to win by more than two, man. You're, you're just walking a lane every time you're getting a layup and you can't go back and play defense? I mean, they haven't had good defensive. That's been their whole thing. They just have offensive juggernaut. That's why they brought Josh Richardson in. It's a very good point, but at the same time, they win the game. Draymond had six steals, four blocks, like George said. It's a very interesting stat line. So, I mean, they got it done. That Not pretty, but... It, oh, yeah, yeah. It Wins done. a win, obviously. Yeah. But George. Actually, I'll, I'll, I'll intro this one, and then I'll let you... Uh, oh, I had it. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so the uh, the not so prime time uh, nightcap for our Saturday action was the prime time for champs. <laughs> no, it was bedtime actually. No for, one was uh, watching this game. Thank God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> defending champs, Los Angeles Lakers, our beloved team, had to go to double overtime with one of the worst teams in the league, the Detroit Pistons, who have an astounding one and eight. One and eleven away record. Jeremy Grant led the Pistons in forty-eight minutes, thirty-two points on an astounding twenty-seven field goals attempted. Anthony Davis finally got back on track, thirty-three points. Uh, and him and Braun combined, or no, Braun led the team thirty-three points. I'm sorry, in a combined ninety-one minutes. So, I'll, I guess I'll just go over this game for a bit, and then I'll leave it up to you. So, I didn't watch the first half because I was watching the end of the Warriors game. But up until the fourth, it was a ten point. It was a ten point uh, game. We were up ten, and then we went scoreless in the last five minutes of the game, and allowed overtime. And Braun and AD they scored the, ten points in five minutes. Huh? Uh, we scored eighteen in the fourth. 
the Pistons score. You said scoreless last five minutes, so the Pistons scored. No, 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 10 no. Points. We were we were up ten going into the fourth, and then the last five minutes of the game, we didn't score going okay. into overtime. We Overall, Lakers points. had a seven-minute scoring drought going from fourth to overtime. Yeah, seven minutes. Sorry, I thought it was five. Um, and then just like in the overtime periods, LeBron and AD were just playing like almost like two-man game ball, but it, nothing was happening. It would just be like post up for AD. And then it would just be like throw up a shot with like two seconds left. Dennis Schroeder had another impressive offensive game, almost perfect from the field, seven for nine, 22 points. So that was impressive. Just, I just hate that LeBron and AD had to play 90 minutes for a team that should have been put away in the fourth quarter. So if you guys have anything else to add, that's all for Saturday. No. No Blake Griffin, <laughs> no Derrick Rose, but yeah, we'll get to yeah, we'll get to I Derrick mean, Rose and why he didn't play. Sorry, non-Laker fans. For the extensive breakdown of Marcus Saul, <laughs> but um, yeah, very, very not a good look for Lakers, but Pistons like showing out against good teams. That's really where all the wins come from. Anything else to add for Saturday? Nope. All right, appreciate it, George. Thank you for filling in for me. Uh, but I was able to multitask for Super Bowl Sunday and uh, NBA Sunday, so. They smartly started it very early in the morning because Super Bowl. So a crisp 10 a.m., the Wizards and Hornets matched up, leading to a Hornets 97-119 win. Uh, Beal had 31, but the Hornets had six players scoring double figures. So potato, potato. Uh, led by Terry Rose, they were 26. Hornets are now the seventh seed and only a half game back from the six-seed Hawks. Uh, we know the Hornets, even with Gordon Hayward's bounce-back season, have like a ceiling of a high play-in team. But I'm st- kind of starting to question that now because they're a half game back from the Hawks. So obviously there's – not a lot of merit to that. Uh, what have you seen for this season from the youth movement, especially the mellow ball? Because everyone playing for them besides Cody Zeller and Hayward, they're like our age. <laughs> I'll, I'll start with Josh. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. And uh, Michael Jordan gave good money to Gordon Hayward and kind of said, hey, we've got a bunch of young guys, kind of just need you to be like that guy. Because Gordon Hayward's gone through a lot. I mean, that's not really arguable. And he's done a fantastic job leading the team. Mello had 34 on Friday. He had another good game. Today, they got P.J. Washington, Miles Bridges, just to name a few names, but they're really doing something uh, special out there, and I think that if it continues, that they could be a dangerous team if they get the right assets in the next few years. George? Mm, no, Josh hit about everything that I would have covered. Uh, LaMelo Ball having another impressive game. Terry Rozier, 9 for 14, 26 points. He's, they have a really good backcourt duo there. I know um, uh, Devontae Graham, he didn't play, but they're going to have to find – they're going to have to balance if they want to start LaMelo because he's been coming off the bench, but we'll see. Uh, Yeah, I don't think – they have a – yeah, that little trio of guards. That's where they're starting LaMelo off the bench. I don't know if this because, like, uh, the coach wants him to, like, earn it or something, but he's earned it. So when Graham comes back, he's six, man. That's just kind of how it's going to go. But, I mean, very – I like – I mean, especially you guys didn't uh, mention, you know, Miles Bridges, Martin Twins, uh, but LaMelo is their – star they drafted him to be that that star and he, he's doing what, what he's supposed to do and uh, also another go- wizards loss with westbrook um sorry I, I was stretching do you want do you, you want to talk about that real quick it no not you, really he just played that the he wizards just are plays and they lose he just plays and they lose the wizards are worse with russell westbrook he just plays and they lose that's all i have to say and he fine. doesn't play fine. and they win fine i'm not a russ fan <laughs> So I'm not going to freak out about it, but I don't think you're right. Um, (laughs) But Jazz and Pacers played a a close one. Uh, But the Jazz defense prevailed in the end, holding the Pacers to under 40% shooting and winning 103.95. Gobert had 16 and 16 to lead the Jazz. That's really uh, all I saw from this one. Not a a lot. He went in a port. Also, another loss for for the Pacers. So I'm 500 now. They're what? They're 500 now. They're 500? Yeah. I don't believe there's any major injuries. We can touch on that a little bit. Uh, I, know I, was, I know I was the resident Pacers believer, and I was rubbing I was rubbing here as his faces, but – Should have sold high uh, on that stock. I mean, Josh, are, where do you think the Pacers end up at the end of the year in the standings? Where they are. Where they are right now. The fifth first seed? Round ex- first round exit. Yeah, fifth, sixth seed, you know. Fair enough. George? Confident in the first round exit? You're confident in the first round exit? No, no, I'm asking Josh. Yeah. He thinks 
Oh, me? Well, let's see. If they have to play right now, they play the Celtics. Yeah, that's five. Yeah, I think where Indiana's at right now, unless George disagrees, I don't think they right now. If you asked me two weeks ago, they could. They don't hold a candle to the top four, which is Sixers, Bucks, Nets, and Celtics. Nets. I think they're on a different uh, kind of that middle ground because I have them kind of leaps and bounds above the Hawks and the the Hornets in them. They're not close to the other top echelon. They're the special team, like the Blazers of the East. They just are, they yeah. feel competitive every year, but you know in the back of your head they don't have enough firepower to make that's it. A, that, that's a fair comparison. Uh, yeah. Moving on, he went an important one out in uh, MSG, 109-103. I say important because every heat win is important because they just can't string these together. They're healthy now, but they're just not playing well. Uh, Julius Randle yet again led the Knicks in scoring with 26, and Reggie Bullock had 21 in the starting role. Uh, Bam had 24 and 11. Phoenix, uh, moving on, Phoenix wrote a solid first and third quarter all the way to through the game to pick up the win against the Celtics, 91-100. Uh, still no Jalen Brown for the Celtics, so they missed this two-way play, but they definitely missed him on offense especially as they didn't crack 100, obviously. Only had one score over uh, 20, which was Tatum with 23. They're also out-rebounded on the defensive end by 13, which not a Jalen Brown problem, but a Celtic problem. It'll probably just mm-hmm. keep uh, coming back to haunt them as they go through the season. As you're saying, uh, Tice is not playing a lot, uh, Josh. No. Well, I mean, he came, I mean, against the Suns, he <laughs> actually played 34 minutes. Oh, he did? Thank you for coming. Yeah. So, yeah. so that w- that's a. How many, that, again, uh, how many did Tristan play? Tristan 21. played 20. Okay. But. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, George. But the Brad Stevens is doing the regular season thing that he does, where he runs fourteen men and then he like picks the same six players to run the whole playoffs. Kimball Walker is not shooting good for four 20. for twenty. <laughs> no, not good. So there's 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 reasons why they lost this game. Honestly, it should have been a lot more of a one sided affair than it was. But yeah, you harped on most of the points already. Um. George, Danny, you raised your hand. Danny Ainge's uh, <laughs> Hall of Assets point guard Peyton Pritchard was back in the lineup, 12 points, you know, because all those picks need to hit for Danny Ainge. Go to Danny Ainge, you know, moving on. Uh, Kings win another one. Uh, this time against the Clips in LA, 113-110. Uh, still no PG for the Clips, so they miss uh, – Kemis there. Let's give the Kings some credit. Uh, this is their uh, fourth win in a row, and they're 7-3 uh, in their last 10. Fox scores big again with 36, and Kings are ninth in the West now. Uh, what have y'all seen from the Kings? We could go uh, last couple of games, last 10 games. Just what do you guys see uh, the future of the Kings season? I'll start with George. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton is looking like the runner-up for the Rookie of the Year award behind LaMelo Ball so far. He's been great uh, coming off the bench behind Darren Fox. Uh, Darren Fox has looked great, too. He's just he almost looks like a matchup nightmare out there because with his speed, not many people can uh, stay with him. And especially the Clippers don't really have those speedy, fast guys to guard athletic point guards like that. They have the wings, but, you know, Kawhi's not going to stick on him all game. Uh, for the Clippers, no PG. I did see that he might be out a bit with the injury he has, but I'm not going to harp on that too much. Um, I, I think that's all I got, Josh, if you have anything else to add. <laughs> not really but you know good thing that you're giving darren fox some credit don't really know about the halliburton runner-up thing yeah but that's it, it goes mellow wiseman then maybe halliburton yeah i'm high on the halliburton train i got the, yeah, you're I high on the, the halliburton because wiseman isn't playing wait till he gets back and starts mm. double doubling again even, then, even then before, we'll talk even before. Eh, whatever yeah. i will say but, uh yeah before you go uh clippers get a lot of built-in excuses in my book uh, no PG and then regular season. I can't say I don't, I'm not gonna take them seriously till the playoffs and then expect them to play like every game like it's their last in the regular season. I just want to see playoffs. I know Clippers are a good team, uh, their defense is kind of lacking, but that's also an effort thing for the regular season. So, yeah, uh, good win for the Kings, but not much else for the Clippers, Josh. Exactly, might be a bust. I don't know, I don't know if it's too early to, but I mean, like, I had a lot of hope coming from him especially because he got such good coaching in college. But, you know, he's kind of disappointed a lot of people. 
But I like George said, Halliburton's kind of proven that he can coexist with De'Aaron Fox, and that was like the big question, especially because they took the best guy off the board, and then you wonder because De'Aaron Fox is their franchise player. But no, I mean, very good win for the Kings. They're doing really good things. And if they can keep it up, who knows? They might sneak in. I just thought the Kings always find – Vlade always finds a way to screw up their playoff <laughs> I run. know, I know. He, it's... Like they might trade Barnes for like a pack of peanuts – <laughs> and I'm gonna be so upset. Picks. But I see uh <laughs> I kind of see Darren Fox as like he's full time, like gang sign John Wall. Like he's fully gang sign John Wall. Yeah. <laughs> he's he, he's a matchup nightmare. Without the weight. Finally. Without the weight, yeah. Uh also, uh I'm not a big college guy. Did he have this good of a jumper when he came to the league? Or did no, he have to work no. on this? Swipe yeah, that was well because he played with Malik Monk like yeah. in college. Malik Monk was Jimmer for debt, so he didn't really have all to all knew how to do in college was get to the rim and abuse Lonzo Ball in uh primetime matchups. He was cooking Lonzo. Um, still, is. Watch. still is actually fun fact. <laughs> um, all right, that's the uh busy as you can tell by how much time we spent on it. NBA weekend. Uh, now let's go to George for the halftime report. It's called Halftime oh. Report for two reasons. Halfway through the podcast, hopefully, you say this, you I think say this we've every been pod. on you for think... an hour and a half. I think, and he's I think the half know. and two and a half hoopers. This but is he end time, there. actually, fun this fact. This is end time, yeah. <laughs> All right, George, let's see what you got. All right, so uh, the biggest news of the weekend, Detroit has agreed to trade Derrick Rose back to the New York Knicks, where he spent some time there, uh, pairing him up with Tom Thibodeau. Nine they sent, The Knicks sent back Dennis Smith Jr., who has been in the G League recently, and a second-round pick. Per his request. Yes, per his request. <laughs> they didn't send him down there. So my question to you, was this the best move for the Knicks moving forward since they're uh, well in the playoff hunt? But there was also a considerable market for contenders like the Clippers and the Nets. So do you think that the Knicks should have – I mean, do you think the Pistons should have tried to shop around a little bit more to get more than just a second-round pick and a potential reclamation project in DSJ? You want this, Josh, or? I think it's a win for both sides. In all honesty, they, the Knicks get veteran leadership, and I mean, you know, it might be a nightmare for Derrick Rose, but Tom Thibodeau loves it. He's playing <laughs> Fody. <laughs> he loves a good Derrick Rose, and I think it's good cap space for Detroit. And I mean, they were they would have gotten that regardless of who they traded to. But I bet that you know they just had to dump him off. I don't really think they were valuing anything for Derrick Rose. To be honest, it was kind of just like a, let's dump him off for a little bit, you know. Yeah, it was a. Uh... He wasn't playing. Uh, mm-hmm. I honestly, I was it just a DMP coach's decision, or was he okay? Yeah, he was. He was away from the team. So yeah, he was away from the team. I don't see. I guess Knicks are in the playoff hunt, and they'll probably make the play in, or maybe even snag a six seed. But I think I definitely think they probably could have gotten more if they went to a more desperate team. Like mm-hmm. uh, I like the Clippers at the beginning of the year, but they kind of have a de facto point guard in Nick Batum, so it wouldn't have been like that. But like like if they kept into the trade deadline. Maybe uh, maybe like another Blazer goes down in the backcourt, like Gary Trent Jr. I'm sure the Blazers, the one first they have left, would probably they'd probably <laughs> send, send it out for, for D Rose. Roko, yeah. But uh, maybe they believe in Dennis Smith Jr. And I'm just happy for D Rose. Like 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 I said, uh, Knicks aren't a huge contender, but he'll be playing meaningful basketball there again. All right, this this next segment I saw was interesting. It struck up a little bit of an argument on the timeline. Let's not take too long here because this this could also the be timeline. The streets. Thing. Yeah. Uh, so Steve Nash, after one of the games in the uh, presser, said that Kyrie Irving is a more more skilled than Allen Iverson, but he called Iverson a more explosive player. So, what do you do? You guys agree with this? Anything else to add, really? Um, I mean, Josh, <laughs> Josh you want to take this? <laughs> I, it, I don't it, know why. I'll I'll, link, I'll start in, and then he'll come back to there. He's back to life already. So I'll, I'll then he'll jump in whenever he feels it. But um, just Nash gassing up his player. Uh, I don't know where. I mean, the explosiveness uh, came from, I guess, Iverson's ability just, like, uh, one foot just yamming on any big man he wanted. But I don't know if he's a – I mean, Al Iverson's called the best pound-for-pound player the league's ever seen. He was, like, below six feet. He, he, he just – he cooked well, your favorite player. Well, 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 he wouldn't be the best pound-for-pound player if he was six feet. But – I get what I kind of get what you're saying, and no, like he's absolutely right. Nash is uh, Nash is just gassing up players. There have been some questions about the Nash Kyrie relationship because you know Kyrie's history and Nash being a new coach, but it's it's a dumb claim. I I mean, AI 
far more skilled than far more explosive than Kyrie Irving. But I mean, with with good I do wish Nash, he Nash if he said Kyrie is the best handle of all time, you can debate that. But Iverson yeah, just has, has a lot skilled, more respect. Skilled. Yeah, I, lot I more don't know about skilled because <laughs> if we're talking Kyrie and AI, it's offense only. So I mean, whoever. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I, well, I mean, I mean, Allen Iverson's sneaky defender, but oh know. yeah, I, yeah. In his MVP season, he was racking up them steals, but when yeah, he tried. Yeah, me and Josh are in agreement here. Just kind of him gassing up his player, and uh, we disagree. <laughs> All right, let's hope Steve does not listen to this. Uh, the last topic for halftime: a semi-big loss for the Hawks. For DeAndre Hunter will undergo meniscus surgery Sunday, and a timetable will not be provided until a few weeks after his surgery. So. Uh, I we, we all think that they're going to make a play in, but how far do you guys think that they'll fall and who will best step in to fulfill the three and D play of uh, Hunter on the team? Um, I think this kind of, just, they were doing the, uh, I think I didn't think that Lloyd Pierce would have, uh, I guess we'll say gumption uh, to do the courage to do, which was start his uh, two best defenders in the wing in the starting lineup and kind of bench, uh, their big signing in Gallo and uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich. So it's been made easier because it, unfortunately, I don't think they played a single game with every single player, um, especially if you kind of like the, the the Duns and the Rondos. But I think it's really going to hurt their defense because they only got a few guys on there to play D. And I maybe, uh, I would assume Gallo or Bogdan s- slips into that role, but they're going to miss them on defense. It's going to be up to Cam Reddish to do a lot on defense, Josh. Yeah, no, you kind of hit it on the nose. Cam Reddish is the guy that needs to step up, and it's bad for the Hawks. They just lost their best perimeter defender. So mm-hmm. he was having a very sneaky good season. Uh, very underrated, especially. Yeah. yeah, if you watch Hawks games, he's 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 kind of their leader on defense, uh, unless you count like the big man Clint Capella because he's their last line of defense. But yeah, they need as much as they can do to make up for Trey Young's lack of defense. <laughs> yeah, so that's all I had on the halftime. Hope hope y'all enjoyed it. All right, we kept it short and sweet. Good, good stuff as always, George. Uh, social media, it's just your thing. Uh, all I better do here, for worse. Man. That's all I do. All right, we got the best for last year. Uh, thank God it's still. I think we've been on this pod for three hours. But uh, Dwayne Wade was on the No Chill Gill podcast and made a pretty bold statement. Uh, Wade said, and I quote: "Now I watch his game, and I say, does he have a weakness in his game?" the best LeBron we've ever seen, end quote. Uh, then a few days later, Draymond Green put a tweet that basically echoed the same idea, saying, yo, King James getting better? How? Ooh. With the mind-blown emoji. Uh, talk to me, George. Is he? Uh, are they spitting facts, or are they just kind of – because we know Wade's like his best friend, and him and Draymond are for some reason like buddy-buddy. So I guess that's fine. They got the, they got the I guess clutch, that beef uh... was just a myth. I thought LeBron was like the Stone Cold Killer. No, they're all hanging out. Now they but, got they um, got the clutch uh, ties. Him and Draymond. They do got the clutch. Good point. Uh, but yeah, are they supporting him in his battle with Father Time, or do they got some real uh, weight to this? I want to hear you guys as best LeBron. Well, I mean, yeah, and you know, like last year, the year seventeen, the year eighteen, and he is having one of the longest uh, primes and that we've ever seen. So it's it's fun to go like, oh, look at him in his eighteenth year. No one's ever seen this before. But I actually have the uh, his 2012-2013 season, and the biggest reason is because this was probably his best defensive year, in my opinion. He should have gotten defensive player of the year, but it went to current Laker and his current teammate, Marcus Saul. Um, that season, he put up 27, 8, and 7 on 50, 40, 75 splits, because 55% from the field, 41 from three, which I believe he is now shooting better at this season than three. But uh, he was defending on all defensive first-team level, that season, they finished with franchise record 66 games and the second longest winning streak in 27. Um, he almost won unanimous MVP, but uh, Carmelo, Carmelo took uh, a vote from him. So I just I, think was a uh, was the voter from Syracuse or was he from New York? Uh, I don't I don't remember, but someone someone I know he had, had ties to Melo. <laughs> someone definitely had a vendetta because uh, this uh, sci- this article I'm also reading said that. Carmelo kept uh, LeBron from sweeping player of the month awards in April. So somebody did not like LeBron in, in, during that year. That was Skip Bayless. That was his vote. Skip was not letting him win unanimous. Josh. 
So I also don't have this current LeBron as the best LeBron. You could make an argument for IQ, but you know, just to put it in one play, as Which example, we will. when when he when he got blocked by the rim <laughs> on that rundown dunk, I can't remember who it was, but yeah, that was kind of funny. But I honestly have the it's kind of sound a little fan favorite but uh the 2016 through like the 2017 season i'm gonna throw in the 2016 playoffs because it's in the same year but that year especially 26 9 and 9 just a so this is the first play. year uh golden state had katie right this is yes. that, that's the year rocking with okay yes so i mean as it's pretty self-explanatory can you imagine four hall of famers having to team up to be a one man uh, he swept every team in the playoffs uh, in the 2017 playoffs beside the Warriors, and they just came off that monstrous comeback. I mean, I think that was just his IQ was a bit questionable in 2013, especially because he didn't know how to play against players that were prone to defend him like Leonard and those players. That's kind of my only harp on those. Same with the previous. But, yeah, I think he was the most complete player and the most unstoppable during that time. Well, yeah. Um, well, it's actually five All Stars because Zaza Pachulia, uh, All Star right. leading vote getter, Zaza Pachulia. My, the my reason that coaches well, I said and Hall players have to vote now, but uh, <laughs> he was also on the team. But I get you. Um, I'm kind of drinking the Kool Aid. I'm kind. I'm kind of rocking with Draymond and Wade on this one. I mean, you guys kind of said, "Oh, you can make an argument for this for current day you may got you guys named like four things as far as like 50 uh 50 40 shooting better from three point percentage still can't hit free throws worth a lick but still um makes no sense man i would i would say yeah i, I would count if i can count last season uh on like uh I'll, I'll say wash king that's what i'm saying as far as um best lebron his iq is still like off the charts like george mentioned uh it's just gotten better and now he can't be stopped by like insane defenders like Kawhi uh, because he just knows each net you're in this league for 18 years. You figure out a thing or two, but yeah, it's the jump shot um, that he, that he's acquired over these last few years. I can't argue the defense. He's still a solid defender, but he's not that he's not that defense player of the year that George has and that best defender in the league. Once he locks in that you have in 2016, but he he's probably, this is probably the best passing version uh, we've seen of him or maybe just the most passive He's always had that gift, but yeah, I'd say there's not a wrong answer, but you guys have anything uh, to dispute about what I've said or anything, Josh, that you don't like, George? It's LeBron James. I mean, all, all yeah. these all, all these versions of him are greatest of all time. Asked, Except so. 2011 playoffs. And we'll end it there. Um, that's going to do it for tonight's episode. Thanks for, if you like what you remember, follow us at TH Hoopers on Instagram and Twitter and say what's up because I guarantee you'll get a response. I don't know why. George has never caught lacking without his phone. Uh, besides that, thanks for being an OG to our podcast. Never forget, uh, BBB is still at large.